Are we really doing this? I think we are. I think we're we're doing this. And greetings from the people affected by the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Gin podcast, and you're listening to the captain of the ship, Freddie Schnertz. Hey, listen, y'all, I got a little bit of bonus material here. After we got done recording, uh, Jen and I were kicking it and just rapping about stuff, but some other interesting stories and anecdotes and just, you know, stuff to talk about, just questions to answer, uh, which leads to more questions, you know, once you listen to them. But I don't want to I don't want to be sitting on it and then not share it. So let's uh, let's paint the whole picture or at least as much as I can and let's get it out there. So here you go. Hey, I think that was great. Oh, yeah, I chat a lot. <laughs> I'm very long-winded. Oh, I was so, I was, for, for my, I mean, you don't know how much that helps me. I, I don't mind kicking it and asking questions, and but if you want to just go ahead and take it, I'm like, look at her go. All right. <laughs> my job, easy. This isn't like talking to Marshall. This is, you know. <laughs> and you told some great stories. Like I, Bobby and I don't know. Like I was saying, if we're gonna, if I'm just gonna play him a couple clips of this, if we're gonna, but mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty, I'm very, feeling very confident that we have a whole standalone episode right there. Wow, that's gonna be trippy. I listened to this early in the morning. Like I, I get up at six for work, so we all put on a podcast. Hearing myself in the dark of my room on like a Monday morning is going to be a different, a different vibe. I think. Um, You're not used. To yeah, it. I never, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you love the sound of your voice now. Oh, you can imagine. Like in the beginning, it was so cringy everything you're like why did i say that oh my god yeah. how high my voice was right there or what did i just what the and it you know but obviously by now i don't even like I, when i'm editing and stuff i just hear my voice as a the other character in the show i don't yeah you know what i mean but for you you're it's going to be cringy because you're going to be like oh why did i tell that why didn't i say that why did i yeah yeah also because so Bobby always roasts me when we talk on the phone because I, because I'm long-winded, um, he loves to say I have comedic Tourette, which is just like me always winding on and like unrelevant one-liners. And he always jokes that he has to just wait it out. I'll, I'll get my, my little tick out and then he'll continue with the conversation. So I'm becoming increasingly self-conscious and I talk to people. I'm like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have interjected that joke. Um, but I work on a very, like, a very tightly wound trading floor. And there's a very anxious analyst who sits six feet away from me, <laughs> distance. And um, he is the, he bears the brunt of the comedic Tourette's. Bobby has no idea what he doesn't hear. Because, uh, when I go to work, that self-consciousness is shed. And I just throw them at Josh all day long. How much to his... Uh, annoyance i'm sure machine gun style yes yeah eventually i'll make him laugh i don't think i've ever made him laugh before he's very anxious very tightly wow and uh and one day i'll crack him not even a courtesy laugh um i don't think so he's like it's in one ear out the other 
he's very intent on our work. He's someone who checks his stuff like five times. Um, I'm more of a fire it out and see if it's wrong, which is not the best professional approach, especially when you're dealing with like hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but yeah, one day my boss, um, he, in my performance review, he was like, you always have a quip. Like you always have a like witty response, but he was like, I don't know if, um, you were bullied or you were the bully, but <laughs> you were one of them. Because no one has one liners just like up their sleeve like you do and just throws them out all day long at people. Um, I've roasted my boss, like my boss's boss in front of everyone before, which is a, a confidence of only the bullied, I think. Uh, the book nerd, I think, arms himself over time. Hmm. Yeah, I would think that. Yeah. yeah. By, by Jokes on them, I know how to read. That's a little psychological profile we've been working on. Maybe. You know, he and I have talked about how you've never met a girl who's a 10 who's funny. They just never have to be. And I have some friends who are, like, gorgeous. And when I go out with them, life is just easier. <laughs> like, I pay less for drinks. I don't have to wait in line. I'm by myself. That doesn't happen. Like, that's not that's not uh, the vibe I give off. Uh, and uh, I grew up, like, chunky. I was definitely, like, husky. <laughs> the, the cut. In... Uh, um, I played a lot of sports. I played like boys sports, like ice hockey. Um, and now that I'm out, I'm like, I'm bisexual. It's kind of a joke. I played every single like tough guy, like queer woman sport. Um, field hockey. You were Yeah. I was all player. state for three years in field hockey. Yeah. I, unironically, um, every aggressive sport. And now I power lift. I like, I, I that's where I'm dressed to go to the gym. I'm going to lift after this. Uh, so I always joke that growing up fat made me funny because I had to be to get any kind of validation from anyone, but uh, jokes on them. Took me 22 years to get cute. <laughs> and now my boyfriend's in prison and he can't even see me. I'm like, what's, what's the point of all of this? <laughs> um, the simulation. Yeah. We're the, that's the word I couldn't think of when we were talking, the simulation. It's a simulation. If only the guys in the gym who hit on me and asked if I need a spot know my boyfriend is uh, 187 and in prison for 12 years. I think they might hesitate to come up but maybe i do need one mm-hmm. yeah well they'd probably make a stupid prison joke uh you know out of hand True. and it would probably be it wouldn't land it wouldn't be a good one yeah they didn't grow up ugly land is, maybe they didn't bend so much but. yeah well if they got the confidence to be just hitting on girls in the gym well I, is it confidence though or is it a lack of self-awareness i mean you're going yeah. to the gym the the woman isn't there for you well, you're going to the, how many, I'm sure there's women somewhere that are, get it all cuted up to go to the gym and hopefully meet somebody, but it's got to be the exception, not the rule. I've been in a gym before. Yeah, I uh, call those girls gym bunnies. They, it's like a very specific set. They wear like co- color coordinated crop tops and leggings from like Gymshark. They always have like their makeup done. They don't sweat. I'm like, Right. How do you how do you not sweat? <laughs> biologically, yes, biologically, like they're broken, and uh, they remind me of like the robots in Westworld. They're like too pretty. Like how much wrong here? Maybe they don't and, sweat uh, because they're like uh, Prince Andrew. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. God. I need, yeah. That's actually very on point. They took too much well, for- enemy fire in the Falklands, and now they're whatever plans. <laughs> Yeah, sure, Prince. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, well, if I take too much fire in a in a war zone, I'm getting the tear ducts removed. I once cried on the phone. <laughs> I was talking to Bobby, and he, like, made fun of me. He was like, are you crying right now? And I'm like, yes. I was like, we were talking, it was like a, a heavier conversation. He was laughing at me. And he um, talked to his mom about it later. And she was like, of course she was crying. Like, that was a heavy conversation. And he wouldn't give me an inch. Just not not quite a... Uh, Not quite as understanding. A sensitive listener wouldn't wouldn't listen. He'd rather mock you. <laughs> Give him too much credit for sure. Way too much credit. That's an awesome uh, story when you said that he stood up and said, uh, yeah, um, I know we just introduced ourselves, but can can I ask you to call me Bobby instead of Chino? Like that's Yeah. That was I'm like, damn. Really like almost made me cry. And uh he's like he puts on this like very like tough guy. I don't know. Even like with us, we both do this when we're like nonchalant. We're like, 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 love you, gross. Like, <laughs> like everything's caveated to make it more casual, right? Um, because it's inherently it doesn't make sense. Like it, the logic of it. I'm out here surrounded by single men. Um, he's searching time and also like admittedly had and lost like the love of his life like that is hard for like someone who's in a relationship with him to like to to hear right um and but sometimes he's like so thought like sensitive and, like he sent me that story he wrote that that short story that he read aloud in class for christmas like that he found that he thought he'd lost it because he had torn it out of his notebook to lend out the notebook to someone else. And um, he'd already bought me something for Christmas. Um, this mug, <laughs> 23, really hammering home the bit. And I was on the phone with him and he was like, oh, I found one more thing I want to send to you. I'm mailing it from here. And I thought maybe he like got like fudge as like a joke, like or something, a joke. And it came in the mail and I opened it and it was with a, with a letter attached, but it was like that short story he'd written. And, um, I cried. <laughs> I had him on the phone because <laughs> he wanted to be on the phone when I opened up my phone, what he got me. I cried. I was like, this is, yeah, I'm ruined for everyone. No other <laughs> relationship, uh, particularly because of the, not just that, but then also not being able to see him just adds another, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what well, do you think? Yeah. Do you think you guys? I'm going to let you go here in just a second. But let me. Ask yeah. Do you think you guys are quick to shit on each other if if anything starts to get too real? Uh, do you think that's just a protection mechanism? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the it's funny how when you write when you're by yourself and like I love to write and so does he. Your persona changes so much. Like. I have, my friends have seen what he sent me and sometimes I'll like show them little excerpts just so they understand, they don't get it. Like a lot of them are like, why are you like in a relationship with a guy in prison? Like it's so out of character for me. Like it's not like a fuck you to like my parents. Like I'm not like damaged goods. Um, I have a lot of like people who are interested uh, and they're like, this doesn't make sense. And then like, and they even hear some of our, our calls and they just seem average day to day, whatever. Um, cause our apartment's not that big. Like they can hear when I'm on the phone. 
And like I show them like how we, when we can craft a message with like thoughts and intent, uh, what's communicated. And they're like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> my friend Wilson, my, my one roommate, um, I was trying to get his advice on something with, about this relationship. And I was like, I can't even like, I can't explain it. I'm like, you're just going to have to read these like two lines here. So you understand what I'm trying to convey. And some of my friends have like gotten choked up. Uh, so yeah, definitely a defense mechanism. And um, yeah, it's hard. So it's hard. Bobby, Bobby has a very successful girlfriend in New York city. Uh, that's, very cute and very has everything going together. And we're, you know, we're number nine podcast in the documentary category in Lithuania. So every man's dream, both, both halves. You can't have just one, but if any cute girl from like Slovakia writes them, it's game over. I'm booking a ticket out there. They can square up. <laughs> I got here first. Number, number nine also in Slovakia. And <laughs> So, uh, you know, no big deal. No big deal. Regular, just a regular everyday, just a Tuesday. Just really nothing to see here, folks. It's Monday. It's Monday. I'm okay today. Come on. Pay some respect to the name. I know, but I just mean it's just so random. It's just, man, it's just a Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So I, don't, I oftentimes sit and I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> um. Particularly because our calls always end by 8.45. That's when yard closes. So I have like the rest of the night, as does he. So like, we're still awake. We say goodnight, but still awake. Sometimes it just like, hits you sometimes. It's different on like a Thursday night at like 10. Like, uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's also interesting that uh, we talked to you and you've actually been on the yard. Like you've walked on the yard. Yeah, I forget that sometimes. Because, like, very acutely aware of the lack of physical interaction. And, um, I don't know, I, we both have, like, little scenes that we, like, think about. Like, he likes to think about us being on a couch together and like, watching TV. And for me, it's, like, reading in bed. Like, that's, I, I love to read in bed before I go to sleep. And, like, that's something that I would love to have, like, in a relationship. Not talking. Both of us just would love to not talk because um, it's the only way we can spend time together on the phone. And I've joked about like putting him on speaker and then just not speaking to him, <laughs> like making him listen to just the quiet. Um, seems like a waste of like three bucks, but I forget that sometimes that like I've sat next to him in that class and like I've talked to him and um, I make jokes about catfishing him. I always forget he's met me. Because it was so long ago. And I was like, I'm going to visit. And you're going to realize I'm so ugly. <laughs> you're going to be like, I don't have a visitor here. She's not here. Like, um, I forget that that is something that we had. It was like a long when time the, when ago. When the real you shows up with your beard. With my beard, my COVID-50. Pregnant. <laughs> don't know what I've been getting up to in Brooklyn. Uh, but he sent me. So in that. The, the the most heartfelt Christmas gift I've ever gotten. <laughs> that story. He sent. Um, oh, let me go find it. It's, it's in the next room. I'm in my office right now. Um, but he sent me a um, picture of himself when he was like twenty, twenty one, 
just looking like a degenerate and um in my room. All right. If you can see in this picture, he has on like trapeze pants. He's holding a joint. I don't have a bottle of Jack Daniels. He's a Coke in one hand, I think Jack in the other. I think that this I don't remember what his friends' names are. He called like, Oh, I, I think you, one of them I think that you know these guys. I think that's ladies wear that's kneeling on you know mm-hmm. and I don't know who that yeah. is directly next to him. I think it's the one who works for the power company. What's his name? Yeah. I, I Dimples. Don't, I don't know Andrew that well, so I'm not positive. <laughs> But you know, look at his face. He looks like an absolute like jack off. And he sent me that. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. as a um, palate cleanser. <laughs> he's like, because you have so many great photos of me, you need a bad one to put on the pile. Uh, but my mom's done the same. My mom loves him. Like, I was afraid to tell her about this. She and I are very close. And I didn't know how she'd take it. And she now talks to him semi regularly, gives him legal advice. She's a JD. And um, sends him m- photos of me because <laughs> she was shocked. I sent him joke pictures of myself, like like in lingerie, but like like not attractive, like as a joke. And she was like, "Oh my god, throw him a bone! Like he's in prison! Like she doesn't get to see you." So she sent him like seven or eight pictures of me without screening them. They were not attractive. <laughs> they were like several years old. I looked young. I was like, "Mom, you can't do that!" Like. I don't even think I was the age of consent when your pictures were taken, right. okay? Like You're sending 16-year-old pictures of me by yes. coming. <laughs> exactly. So I sent her an album. I'm like, if you're going to be going to provide my 40-year-old prison boyfriend with pictures of me, please take them from this little album I'm going to send you. And I, like, free screen like a bunch. But, uh, yeah, she loves him. So uh, he has, he has an, someone on the inside who um, told me yesterday that if he and I, like, break up, because he, she's getting his property for him from Jackson. I live close. And I sent him books. I'm like, don't want them to get taken away because he has too many. And she's going to drive up and get them for him sometime. And he had said on the phone, he was like, well, what if we, he's like, oh, I'm not going to even, like, think about it. I was like, what? Like, what if we break up? Like, you're just going to have my stuff? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to burn them in the backyard, clearly, right? Um, and I said it's my mom as a joke. I was like, yeah we break up like i'm just gonna i'm gonna roll a blunt out of his the books that he has in a box in our basement she was like no i she's like he's not her friend like i would make sure his stuff got back to him she's like <laughs> you guys break up like i'm still gonna call him on the phone she's like separate from where you stand she was like he is like a friend of mine now <laughs> i was like pick a side and my Hopefully, never happening proverbial did. breakup. <laughs> yeah, like you made me. Not only that, I'm an IVF baby. She paid for me. Like Jesus Christ, back me up. <laughs> Even if I'm in the wrong, but yeah, she, yeah, loves him. She's always talking about him. Yeah, she sent Bugged. me a Twitter request or or followed oh, me on Twitter We're, the other day. I assume so. Yeah. It, was, it was your last name, but uh, yeah, another woman's name. And I'm like, what? Oh, this must be Jen's mom. Yeah, she's a little bug, and it's funny because. And you might want to put this in the episode, actually. Uh, my dad. So he, um, when he was in uh, graduate school, he works in medicine. They would have to do work in the prisons. Like, that's how, which is horrible when you think about it, like putting students to work for, like, free healthcare um, to get hands-on training with, you know, expendable people, right. uh, quote-unquote. They do programs like that, like reservations in, in 
prison system lowers costs. And he did work in Jackson. I don't know if it was at Parnell or like which facility. There's a bunch of them. I don't know if you visited before, but there's like four or five prisons in like a cul-de-sac. And um, he was like, he was horrible. He went there before the war on drugs. He's old. So um, it was like just more or less violent criminals. Does that make sense? Like, Sure, sure. A different demographic of crime incarcerated before that slew of awful legislation. But he was like, I got whistled at, cat called. Like they were like talking about how they wanted to do things to me. It's like, you're not taking that class. He almost made me drop it. And now he knows about this relationship. And um, he like jokes about it. He's like, my daughter's doing great. Her boyfriend's in prison. <laughs> she's, doing excellent. she's in New York. She makes a great salary. And her daughter's in prison. And it's fine, honestly. But uh, last year at this time, he was trying to get me to change my schedule. So that I, I was not among the the men in Jackson who had made him feel, <laughs> I didn't feel a, uh, a little bit uncertain and uh, yeah, I'm fully convinced that if he was on the phone with Bobby, he would also charm him despite being a Trump supporter. Um, my mom was tough to crack and it took one phone call. That was tough for him. So he goes in on Trump supporters even harder than I do. Like I, now listen, Q stuff and all that silly type stuff. Like that's, that's fun. I'll participate in that all day long. But I mean, Trump is a populist. He is saying things that people want to hear because their media, Trump learns it from the same media they're learning it from. And, mm-hmm. they, and they know their conditions are not good. That that it used to be, oh, every generation is going to be better than the, have a better living condition, material conditions than the last. But that, that shit ain't yeah. going on anymore. That's no. So, do I hate Trump supporters because they okay now the Q stuff or just just not believing in science and stuff like like okay you're an idiot but it, but their pain is real and I can I can understand that, that how they mm-hmm. how it manifests outwardly is sometimes what I would object to more but well, not only that you're putting yeah. all your your eggs in the basket of this guy come on you, hey, hey. yeah and I think what's funny is that like. So my dad didn't know for like a long time. Like I wasn't going to tell him. And, uh, yeah. And they came to visit, uh, like a month after I moved in and dad playing Bobby and I had like already transitioned our the tone of our relationship. We'd stop playing chicken and just like acknowledge, um, doesn't change it. You're not physically involved, but it does change the tone. And, um, I was like taking calls, like on like a walk. Like I was by a park. And so at like seven, I was like, well, I'm going to go for a stroll and take this call. Like they didn't know I was talking to him. But when I went home for Thanksgiving, I was in Michigan and I was not going to like be walking outside in the freezing cold to talk to him. My mom knew about him already. My dad, uh, I was like, he, he won't even notice. Right. And my mom ended up telling him that like, she's on the phone with one of her, those guys from that class that you really wanted her to drop. Well, she's still in touch with one. It's your worst nightmare. And, um, he is just really happy that I can talk to someone who gets the way my, the way I struggle because I've never been able to talk to someone who did even therapists like, were not helpful in a practical sense. Um, you don't need sympathy, you need empathy. And, um, my mom's like, I didn't, I had no idea that that's what you needed. <laughs> this guy who's in prison to like really ground you 
and they've like noticed a change in my mood even um just feels better to feel understood instead of just um seen if that makes sense but yeah they're weirdly okay which i did not expect and um now if they hear he's agnostic that might change things <laughs> but uh for all the for all intents and purposes they listen to the podcast and you're probably listening to this one and uh yeah wait that was a surprise supporter dad who is I guess you're going to say Christian or is he Jewish or? He's a devout Christian. He's Lutheran and um, goes to church. He volunteers. He ushers. He's like a, a figure in the, his church. Yeah. My mom turned him on to it. I don't think he like listens regularly, but she really thought that the annoyingly positive Bobby episode would be helpful for him with his own like struggles. And, um, yeah, she put him onto it, but she listens to everyone. I, she she's heard all of them. Just uh, kind of funny. It is. She's a fan, especially when when Bobby and I when Bobby approached me to this, and I finally agreed to it. And then we were like, "Yeah, but who's going to be listening?" Uh, you know what? Let's just be ourselves, and who gives a fuck? And we're like, eh, "We're just going to kind of do what we do." And and then when I hear like a lady at you know if if i deliver to uh, one of the grocery stores down here and then one of the the one of the women in there listen to it and they're like oh my god your podcast i can't, bobby's great but and i'm like um i didn't know you now listen when we put that out yeah. i didn't know that you were worlds collide and like uh we didn't, <laughs> you know we don't censor ourselves too well it's just, yeah you, you know you're a grandma you should i don't know that this is your Okay, great. You loved it. So it's weird. Like your dad listened to it a little bit, or your mom doesn't miss any of them. And I'm like, do we need? Yeah. Do we need to like you know parse words a little bit, or do we need to simmer down a little? And then I'm like, eh, seems to be working. Hey, we're number nine in Lithuania. Yeah. And it's hard too sometimes to listen to activism, particularly now. I feel like like the, the crazy girlfriend. The estrogen episode is hard for me to listen to because there's like a whole. The estrogen episode, like yes, I, yeah, that was the one that Greg hosted. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. the other half. Yeah, yeah. That one's hard to listen to. Like it's 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 weird to have this this like lack of um like equal sharing. It's like it's like looking in someone's grapes. Like I even struggle to read his writing sometimes. Like it feels invasive to be in a relationship with someone and also like be privy to that really private thought process that like none of my friends have had that kind of window into like their partner before. And, um, particularly where it concerns like his past relationship and like, that's just like a lot to sit with. And, um, he, uh, it's still something that like is, yeah. Um, hard, uh, in terms of feeling like I use the word consolation prize but something that I have to work on because I have this episode where like, he literally is like, I don't want to be in a relationship when I get out. I don't think I could like love someone else. Like all of the things that every girl doesn't want to hear, right. is literally recorded and accessible. <laughs> and, um, the masochist in me will like put it on. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, like clearly this isn't what he needs or wants, you know, at least subconsciously. And then I talk to him on the phone and it's like, don't listen to that, disregard it. Like, so it's a lot of, um, conflict 
like being assured in one way and then uncertain in the other that uh, I'm privy to because I have just like limitless media to pursue in a way that no one has. It's just a, such a unique situation and it preys on a lot of anxieties for any woman. And um, Yeah. But I think Greg and Bobby have these conversations where Greg might be a little softer to, in some areas uh, mm-hmm. that he knows that I'm not going to want to hear. So he can express yeah. that with Greg. But then I also feel like he, I don't know. I, I didn't love that episode. I felt like he leaned into, uh, I love love. You know, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, I'm glad they wrapped it up that way. Like, I don't feel like as much of an asshole when I listen to that end part. They, they walked back a little bit of it. Bobby does. That's, Bobby's like, yo, yeah. okay, I just got up to my cell and I had to come back down. Well, okay, now listen. And I'm like, okay, my man's doing all right. Okay, he's all right. Yeah, but will always be really hard to hear that, even if I'm assured otherwise. Um, that rough. <laughs> no one I know has like literally an audio diary of their boyfriend being like, I don't want a relationship. And like, I think he and I started talking like the month after that. I don't know if I'd listen to it or not. Before I wrote to him, I probably wouldn't have written him, honestly, if I'd listened to that one. That's that's how it hits me. Like, it's like, like, why am I, I feel uh, like I'm uh, selfish? No, that's not the word. Self-interested? Like, maybe this isn't healthy or like uh, something that he needs. Like, he, he knew himself well enough to know he didn't want to be in a relationship. So I'm like, why am I stepping into this? What gives me the right to do that? Like, what's going on here? Um, but, yeah. Now you're my therapist. How does it feel? <laughs> Pass the torch. And this is for free. I think that's why I'm leaning into this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not free. Uh, <laughs> I, you're paying me in... Uh, I, I have uh, my own issues. So you know, being able to have other degenerates to talk to sometimes helps out. Yeah, even though I'm... Republican raised. Well, you are too. I think we have more in common than I realized. Degenerate who from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. Capitalist show. But mentally degenerate. Right. My psychiatrist will assure you. And you're you're still wearing out. What's the uh, anxiety-fueled guy six feet away from you? Oh, gosh, Josh. Josh, yeah. Yeah, he's about headed in with me. He needs me to go to therapy. He's like, you got to fix I can't. Can't listen to this forever. Yeah, I just like it. Being a capitalistic shill, you're at least uh, machine gunning one-liners towards your coworkers while it's going on. Something to pass the time. Just anything. <laughs> That's how I know the day going by. It's, one day I get a laugh. I'll know it's time for me to move on to the next job. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> I'll be co-worker. saying. All right. I, yeah. I crack yeah. this nut. I'll go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Or when my boss gets COVID, because one of them did. <laughs> um. Last week, he's been out of work for a month. No one told us he had COVID, but he just disappeared. So if I get COVID, maybe then it's time to move on. I'll sue for, you know, treatment of employees, making me work in the office, and then I'll be able to fund my sugar baby and his dreams of living in Bisbee, Arizona. All right. Or uh, what did he so boldly say he desired? A, a second home, a vacation home. You, you me up. Like, yeah. Okay, now we got a second home. That's okay. All right. 
Yeah, I think having a girlfriend on Wall Street really has given him this wind in his sails that he should not have. <laughs> he um, was like, look it up on Zillow. He's like, how much is a house in Bisbee cost? And uh, it's funny because I know he doesn't care what I do. He's like egged me on to quit my job before. Like when I was really unhappy, he was like, you could live under a bridge. And I think that like, you're cool. Like do whatever. But then also he's like, are you going to be a millionaire? <laughs> he's like, are we going to have like multiple houses? No, no, never. I'm too Midwestern practical, but the occasional trip to Bisbee could be arranged if he sticks around that long. Uh, But yeah. I picture like one of those Joe Dirt trailers on the outskirts of Bisbee. That's what I I want a tiny house. I like love those videos on YouTube. It's like weirdly satisfying to see people with like these tiny houses, but like, Everything fits and it's like it's it's a prison cell on wheels. It's it's like ten feet by ten feet. I was gonna say it's so cute and small, but it's inside the Bobby cell. Bobby will love it. <laughs> There's no place like home. A toilet right next to the bed. Yes, toilet right next to the bed, and uh, a girl can't park, so he'd be driving. I suck at driving, um, but yeah, that'll be something to talk about on the trading floor. <laughs> my weekends with my convicted felon boyfriend and violent Doug Stanhope in the fun house. Yeah. 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 Right. I have to line up some more one liners for that, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a problem. It seems to be a, a pretty deep. Well, uh, I, I, I have had to pee for probably the last, uh, yeah, me too. I finished it. yeah my beer's done and I'm like, okay, there's two beers. On the bladder. Like, shut the fuck up Jen. Go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great but. talking to you, Jen. And nice to meet you, Jordan. And I'm going to refer to you as Jordan. Maybe I will, but uh, that seems silly. I mean, what are we going to, when you turn 24, you're Kobe? Every girl wants to be 23 forever. Every girl wants to be 23 forever. But I didn't, I didn't know the reference until he explained it. I, I thought Kobe was 23. I've shows you how little I know about the sport that he chooses. So his love language is basketball references. Over my head. So... Well, I also have to be, we're all taking a note from Bobby, who has a bladder the size of a thimble. Uh, <laughs> need to run. But it was really nice to talk to you, Jeremy. Uh, and if you mm. ever decide uh, that you want your own personal uh, bumper music, like Joe has, <laughs> or like Bobby has, or like I have, let me know if you think of something. I'll put it on the board. Okay. I'll talk soon. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.